Honesty. Honestly. I'm Carl. Uh, my sobriety day is August 22nd, <laughs> 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. Play that fucking music, white boy. <laughs> oh, sorry. SoberPod <laughs> is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Hey, hey, hey. Well, if they didn't know we weren't professional, they yeah. now know. <laughs> By now. Yeah, if they, uh, <laughs> dude, especially play that funky music white boy shouting. Hey, do you know what we're doing this year? We're doing 366 fucking days sober, right? Isn't that awesome? I've been working really hard to continue to write that since I announced it because now I'm like, oh shit, now I really can't fail it, you know? So yeah, you I'm have so to glad I had through. I'm so glad I had more than like half of it started. That yeah. way like it doesn't like it's it doesn't seem so daunting now. I'm like, oh, I'm over the hump. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. get it. So um so I, I guess that's the thing is um so this year we're doing our theme is 366 fucking days sober. I guess last year you would say that our our theme was living sober, right? Mm-hmm. Theme before that was like oh COVID fucking hit and we're all we're all gonna die. <laughs> so, we're like we're just getting through it. We're just here, fuck, just fucking limp along until we survive. <laughs> and the year before that we had 2019 was um. Um, that we did the 12 steps. We covered the 12 steps and we covered it from all these different angles, you know, from a, uh, agnostic atheist and a believer scenario. Um, and I think some would argue that I'm probably more, I guess in I'm less agnostic than I was even when I did those steps. So if you were to like see me today, I think you would see a transformation, which I think is kind of awesome to go and look at. You know what I mean? When yeah. I really look at it, I, I, I really enjoy seeing myself or hearing myself. I was like, oh, that poor guy. He doesn't even know what's coming yet. <laughs> yet again. Yet well, again. you went through, you went through like, you know, you started going to ACA and I think that probably opened up your eyes to a lot of things. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of view you as like a spiritual person, but not in like a religious sense, more yeah, so yeah. like just being present and mindful you know what i mean that's yeah. kind of yep. that's what i see in you but I you don't know, know the the, the archetype feel. that i some guy tried to pin me down on once which was um he basically called me a trickster shaman right like trickster and this is shaman yeah this goes back to i went and looked it up because i'm like fuck man this dude's like pegging me with some some weird ass names here and so so I went and looked it up and um you know it's a uh you know it's an Indian thing right and uh basically like in a tribe you like you would have somebody who um who who played the fool right you know who played the you know the the, the trickster the jokester the ha ha but underneath what he was really guiding you to was like a greater um uh, in in the shaman sense, uh, you know, a greater hmm. understanding, right? It was like that kind of thing. So yeah, and so this dude like literally called me us, and I had to go look it up, and I was like, ah, oh, it does kind of fit if I'm really looking at it. So you know, it's like on the surface, I get all really, <laughs> but <laughs> but behind it all is a great uh, caring and compassionate view. I think anyway, like I really do care about people in a different way. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I that's kind of how I view it. So, um, but yeah, I think I've gone through a lot of transformations since our 2019 adventures. 
Um, and, and even like last year with our Living Sober Adventure, something about like stay, staying on the basics of it was kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. I think we got to really go back to basics of it. So, well, okay. and I feel like we kind of time traveled a little bit, you know, like a lot of it was geared more towards people who are first starting out. Mm-hmm. At least that's kind of what I perceived. Yeah. And, and so I had to really go back to think about, you know, what I went through in the very beginning of sobriety. So that was interesting to kind of travel back in time and yeah. relive some of that. Yeah. And, and I would suggest it for anybody who is taking on sponsees because mm-hmm. that's the, you kind of do forget some of the basics. Like I, I just had a few sponsees and I, um, they were having an issue and, um, and then, uh, like it was like an hour into the conversation and then they said, uh, they said that they didn't eat, that they hadn't slept the night before, and that they were angry at their whatever wife or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to ask this person, Are you know, did you, Halt. were you hungry, <laughs> angry, lonely, tired? You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I'm just a terrible sponsor, you know? So I would suggest it to anybody even, you know, taking on sponsees who haven't done it in a while, too. It just really does help to go back and have that refresher, you know, mm-hmm. just to remember where you were. Okay, so this year... It is our 366 fucking days sober. And, you know, uh, uh, the, the cussing, you know, is just kind of, it's part and parcel. You know, it's it's uh, it's kind of like, yeah, uh, um, you know, it is what it is. Let's just say that much. You know, there, so if you don't like the cussing, you know, you can do your own bleeps, right? You can just imagine that it's not Bleep. there. <laughs> so, because otherwise it's going to be there. So, um um, so we are covering, what is today? It's January 15th and we mm-hmm. have, thank God we've written up into that point. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so you're this into, is like March, right? <laughs> oh no. I, I think I just, I think, I, I don't know. Like you want to, you want to really want to know where I'm at now? Um, status well, is a general vicinity. Oh, general vicinity is, I mean, exact vicinity is May 24th is where I've written up to. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not doing too bad. Um, I had some issues this weekend, so um, so I didn't write as much as I, I should have, but I still wrote. Okay, so we are talking about January 15th, and what the topic is, is what you talked about, which is honesty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are going to uh, hit hit the share on this so that people watching on the video can actually see it. And thank God we don't have to do sound anymore, huh? I don't have to pay attention to that anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so here it is. Uh, this is January 15th, and this is what we've written in the book, 366 fucking days sober, which will be released more than likely in the next uh, couple months, uh, hopefully. Uh, so just keep checking the website and Facebook for notifications on that stuff. Okay, here it is. It is honesty. Uh, <laughs> look at that. The topic is honesty. <laughs> Honesty. (laughs) We all talk about being honest in recovery. It's not always a good thing, you know. It can be detrimental to you in your job, talking to your boss or HR department. So you need to rethink this whole fucking honesty thing. It's true. We try to remain honest, but we try not to do it to a fault. We We don't drop truth bombs everywhere, though we would certainly like to. We use honesty like any other tool. We use it for good uh, we use it for good use whenever possible and try not to fashion it into a weapon to fit our needs. And the reflection for that is when was the last time the truth got you in more trouble? 
And daily challenge would be try to be less direct today. Be honest, but not too honest. Okay. Hmm. Chelsea, what do you think about that? Um, I'm trying to think of a time because I know there has been a time where um, being forthright and uh, honest about something turned something into a way bigger deal than if I had just, you know, mm-hmm. kept quiet, you know, which sucks because we're, we're kind of guided to be honest all the time. And mm-hmm. um, when I first got sober and I was unlearning a lot of my behaviors, I, uh, it, it pained me to have to like hold something in for the sake of shut your mouth because I just wanted to be upfront and honest and be like, this is what happened and here's what I did and I'm really sorry and I, I have to tell you, like I have to, like mm-hmm. it's eating me up inside. But that would be for like not just big things, but like really, really minor things, you know, like, oh, sorry, I, I dinged your car when I opened my door, you know, that's, like. That's the one I have actually, that's my really good example. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, like it's, it's, um, it was almost like a panic if i if i am not truthful about all of these little things then i'm going to relapse you know i'm i'm going to drink again or you know i'm not doing this properly but it so it sounds like you were in the same boat <laughs> yeah you know i i i've had i've had a lot of situations and especially like um you know in the last 8 years right you know because of like you said it's the it's the thing of um, you know, you want to be honest. You you're you're kind of guided down that path to to follow the you know all the things that they say, right? You know, honesty is you know it's the thing that we have to do, and blah blah blah. And it becomes like uh, this whole, um, you know, this whole uh, like George Washington thing. Like I cannot tell a lie. Like I I did chop down the cherry tree. Oh my god, right? <laughs> you know, or whatever. I mean, we have such an Americanism behind that stuff, right? Um, you know, we have stories, we have mi- fables that actually talk about like telling the truth and being honest and we learn Mm -hmm. these things from a very early age but when it comes to the program it's like you know um you know it's it's a definite stress of like hey like you need to like now that you are doing this you need to be completely fucking honest i mean they talk about it in aa it's like uh you know uh, what do they say like what's the um what's the what's the thing you know it's like a it's like a it's not a stark truth. It's like, um, you know, the, you must be fully honest, basically. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. I forget what the actual saying is, but uh, but that's the thing is, is, you know, as I as I sat here and I write write this stuff about honesty, I kind of go, yeah, you know, it's great. Honesty is a, is a really good thing, but it must be used just like anything. A really good example. It's just like a real you know, normal example is, uh, you know, my wife asking me if she looks fat in that dress. Like, you know, I fucking absolutely say, you know, you look fucking great no matter what you put on. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, never mind that you're wearing the mom jeans. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's like, there is that brutal honesty. And when they say brutal honesty, I mean, that's a harmful level of truth, you know? Um, and it's just not needed. And, because we are so um, kind of beat over the you know the head with you you know you need to be honest at every turn, um, that becomes a little hard to do because I've never tried to even just be even a little honest. You know, I was the 
you know, I I love telling stories and I loved how the bigger they got and did it. And the funny thing is like, <laughs> my wife will tell me like all the time, like, oh yeah, I used to fucking lie so much. We all fucking just let you go. We all, we just, we all just let you <gasps> oh, believe no. it. And, but we would just in behind your back, we would totally just go, yeah, whatever bullshit or, you know, and I did it. You know, I did all that shit. I would just like, you know, fucking spew bullshit. And I, mm-hmm. so when I got sober, I was really, I really enjoyed telling the truth. Right. I really enjoyed being honest because it freed me from all that wasted energy. It it helped me with my ego and being humble and, you know, not telling those fucking lies that like made me feel important or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. So um, but one of the things is that I and as I bring it up in the writing, you know, I talk about, you know, it can be detrimental to you and your job and, and talking to your boss or your HR department. And when the rest of the world gets to lie with impunity, you know, you're behind the eight ball if you're trying to tell the truth all the time, right? So Mm -hmm. it can hurt you and it can do you harm. And that's where, I mean, to a certain degree, you still need to play the game, right? And you need to be much more discerning about what you tell the truth about and, and what you don't because you can go balls to the wall, all truth in, but it could get you in trouble, you know? And that's why I think... Um, you know, talking to others is important because it's like you don't ever really want to betray your, you know, your values or your principles, but you definitely don't want to say something that's going to get you into trouble for, you know, and and when you don't really have to, you know, and that's just a, a whole different. So here's a really good example. Um, I was with a, a certain particular someone, not going to name names, but we were, we were getting out of a car and, um, and, uh, and there was a, <laughs> there was at the place that we were going into, there was a lot of windows out front too. And uh, I opened the door and I dinged the the passenger side and not a lot, but just enough to like, oh, there's like a little tiny scuff there. And I'm like, oh, that like, so I went and I rubbed it with my finger and the dude that was um, driving, I was basically being of service to him at that time. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it and he said, never mind, right? Like, just let's just, let's just go in. And, and basically it's like, he's the one making the decisions at that point. He's the one that like, you know, this is the place that he's going into to service as well. I can't really say exactly, but he just waved me off and he just basically said, we're not going to pay attention to that right now. And I was so fucking torn that Mm -hmm. I like, I was like, oh, like I wanted to go in, talk to the secretary and say, Hey, whose car is that out there? I hit it, you know, and I'm more than willing to pay for you know, blah, 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 the damages. But the person I was with, he, he was there doing a job, right? Very different. And so he has mm-hmm. different agendas and different things, but I want to be honest, but at the same rate, I'm serving this person. So I'm really torn, you know? And, uh, and I literally, um, uh, you know, got back to a hotel and I had to call my sponsor. I couldn't even fucking wait to get home, basically. Call my sponsor and I'm like, dude, like, you know, and he, I explained the situation and he's like, no, you're fine. Just fucking, just walk on. Don't, don't call back and don't, you know, it would be more trouble to go back there and then get this dude in trouble and, you know, put a bad look on his, you know, mark or whatever it is. And, um, and I just, that just floored me. Cause I was like, well, that kind of goes against our principles here, mm-hmm. but in a way it doesn't, right. It, it, it would cause so much more harm for me to go do that. So it's like. Um, so it's not always the best policy, I guess, is the thing. And I was always looking for, 
as an alcoholic or even as an adult child, that black and white thinking, like, you know, like it either is or it isn't. It either is, you know, and I didn't realize that even in this state of trying to be honest and direct and all those other types of things, there's there's a gray area. There really is a gray area. And I didn't understand that I had to have that discernment on even that level, you know, and where it's sometimes it's not a good thing to go forward and, and to do those things. And I was getting evaluated at one point in another aspect of my job. And I was honest in my evaluation about my opinions. Um, let me just say, not, not everybody gives a shit about your fucking opinion. And then the other thing is, is like that was hurtful to somebody else, you know, even though it mm-hmm. was true, even though it was my opinion, it, it didn't matter because then it got retold as like, you know, it was very detrimental, right, to that mm-hmm. other person, you know, and it had to get spread around, of course, that this person wasn't doing X or this person was doing X, whatever that may be. And it actually hurt people's, you know, reputations, their feelings, you know, their their level of work, um, morale. I mean, you name it across the board. You know what I should have done? I should have just shut the fuck up, right? Because it really <laughs> didn't matter. You know what? But there I was thinking like, well, I'm going to do good by putting this out there and making sure that people know that this is happening. And, you know, and really in mm-hmm. the end, it was just hurtful. Have you ever had any yeah. situation like that where, you know, you've, you actually did more harm by telling the truth in that way? Maybe work or maybe, a, a you know, yes, officer, I saw, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, officer, my husband has been drinking. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, hard to think of an example. I mean, there's one, there was one time and I don't know the outcome of this. So whatever, I was on this like blog site, Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was scrolling through just random posts and I came across this page that was like, uh, advertising illegal drugs. And I was like, this is not cool. Like anyone, like children can access mm-hmm. this. So I just submitted like, um, like a little, uh, tip to the DEA and I was like, boop, put it in there. And then they call me and they're like, we need you to come down to our office. And I was <laughs> the like, DEA needs you to fuck? come down. Yes. I was like, Oh, holy fuck. Well, I'm like, I didn't do anything. I'm just like a random scroller on the internet, but yeah, yeah. But then they bring me in and it's a full on like interview room where they've got the one sided window, you know, where they can see in, but you can't see out. And there's like microphones and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like 20 years old. So I am full name, please. (laughs) I am exactly like I was terrified. And how did you find out about this? And I'm like, I have a blog, like, (laughs) you know, so internet. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, I royally wasted my time by mm-hmm. something that they probably already have, like, oh, like they know about, you know. But you know what? They probably thought they probably thought you were involved with them at some point, and, exactly. and they had fucked you so over. Just, and you're trying to get them, like, or you didn't get mm-hmm. your drugs, or whatever the hell it was, and now you're trying. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's it, what it what becomes so innocent can become so like 
I should have just stayed in my fucking lane. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, one, I wasted my time because this isn't helpful to anyone. And now I feel scared because I put myself Mm -hmm. in this situation. And, you know, it. so, I mean, that's a stupid example, but. No, that's a great you know. example. That's like, because that's the do-gooder shit. Like, you know, you're trying to be I like, like a, oh, I, I got to yeah. save the children that are on Tumblr, <laughs> you know? And it's like, no, you don't. You don't have to be a hero. Not everybody's fucking Ned Flanders. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can't, like, we get into recovery and we have this, like, superhero cape fucking thing. And we think that these, like, these principles are going to somehow protect us and that the quote-unquote, the truth is going to set us free, Right. But when everybody's acting on these other set of principles, right. we're the, we're not playing the game the same as everybody else. And so, yep. you know, so then, it, again, it can be harmful and detrimental and it can take us out of our our lanes. Right. Exactly mm-hmm. like that. And that's the thing is um, just like with me, like, you know, at work doing these evaluations, like I, you know, when I was drinking, you couldn't get me to participate on that level right but but because they like appeal to my higher nature and saying well you know this is all going to be anonymous and nobody's going to find out about it right that's bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> right? and my higher nature my ideal but you know my idealistic self is like oh totally like you know because now i'm playing for the good team and i'm going to be honest and you know and this going to be upheld you know what i mean it's just like that's mm-hmm. that that fucking Pollyanna, rosy, fucking cheeked, fucking view of the world does not exist, and I want to make sure that I spread that gospel to everybody listening here today. <laughs> you don't have to tell the truth all the time. You don't have to be Mister fucking. You don't have to be a fucking Boy Scout and fucking you know and swear up and down on the Holy Bible here. You know we're talking about the realities of the daily life and the daily struggle of the average human being, and nobody else is playing by those rules. So don't set that balance off by trying to be holier than thou and you mm-hmm. know stepping again stepping you know out of your lane to save the world cuz it's just it's just not possible you know it's again it's about that um you know uh you know, if you really look at the serenity prayer it's like you know what you can and cannot control like do you you pray for the wisdom to know the difference man yeah yeah and i don't want i don't want people to think like oh they're telling me i can like keep fucking lying like yeah yeah, i know you're playing the alcoholic brain (laughs) yeah like that's not what we're saying what we're saying is you know we suck at moderation Mm -hmm. but the rest of the world does things in moderation for the most part and so um a white lie is not going to jeopardize your recovery or maybe like sugarcoating something that you really would rather just be blunt about. Mm -hmm. That's another form of being dishonest, I think. And um, I've really had to teach myself that the first thought is not always the best thing to say. Sometimes I do need to sugarcoat things and just be a little more, gentle with people mm-hmm. um and that's okay you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that i'm being dishonest it just means that i'm um being tactful you know i'm i'm really thinking about how i approach things um because not everyone can handle me like at my realist yeah and yeah. that's the truth and that's what i say like with the truth bombs you know you don't want anybody running around the other thing about um I wanted to bring up, which is, uh, you know, part of this honesty and part of this is like, uh, 
Um, you know, it, and I, I kind of, I go back and forth on it, which is uh, about my status as an alcoholic, right? About divulging to somebody that I'm an alcoholic. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so um, some of those things, like I, you know, I. Let me give you an example, a really good example. It's always worked for me. I don't know why, but they go around the room and we're doing these like uh, we're doing these team building exercises, and they want to talk about like what was your favorite toy growing up. Oh and, God! Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, and 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 so and and I'm I'm you know I'm bored obviously because it's one of those team building exercises where I got to talk about my favorite toy growing up. And um and actually you know when I was younger though I all my toys got smashed and I really didn't have toys growing up and oh, it was about shit. i was about six or seven years old and all my toys were gone and um and so for me it was a really sore subject but mm-hmm. but what do i do i you know i drop I, I drop a fucking truth bomb on that and i was like well to be honest you know to be oh, honest shit. you know <laughs> i didn't have kill. any toys growing up and you know and again yeah but you know what what would be more appropriate i think is the idea right what would be mm-hmm. more appropriate and to discern Just and to play, play along to play the room and to play play the fucking game right which is so mm-hmm. i could have said you know, i did i had a i had a, a, I bought a stuffed snake for a quarter from a thrift store when i found a quarter on the ground and i bought that and brought it home and it was all stained and dirty but i i loved it it was a huge 6 foot snake that i got for a quarter and uh and uh <laughs> so so here's the thing i could have just said a huge Six foot stuff snake. That's all I could. That's all I had to say, right? Mm-hmm. And we would have yeah. went around. But instead, I'm fucking like I feel like I'm just truth bombing through this thing. Like bam, like you know what I mean. And again, it's about it's it's not not only is it like brutal honesty and you know put dragging that shit under the table, but I'm also blowing that shit up, you know. And yeah. and so yeah, it, it serves a lot of things and it's very hurtful. So I'm using the tr- truth as a means to affect or impact, you know, the group dynamic that's going on right so i'm using it as a weapon now you know and because i didn't have the same upbringing that every the cherry rosy upbringing that everybody else had but here's the thing i'm sure there was other people in the room who probably had the same experience as i did you know Mm -hmm. but but they have figured out to play along and go along with the game i just you know for whatever reason at the time i wasn't doing it but that's where I was dragging out my status of being an alcoholic, my status mm-hmm. of being raised in dysfunctional families, and like who, that is just fucking not needed. It's not. It's not appreciated it's by other people. Too much people. information that yeah. they don't need, and it's smacking people in the face with it. And they, yeah. and they, it's not appreciated. And more or less, though, you may get a sympathetic ear once in a while. Um, it is absolutely doing you harm and doing the environment that you're working in, or maybe it's a, a the volunteer scenario, or maybe it's church, or maybe it's something else, but it is actually doing more harm than good. Your best bet and your best effect is to impact people on a more personable level so that they see the good that you're doing and they mm-hmm. see you know the you know the person that you are today. And then when they find out about it, through whatever other circumstance, then they're more apt to send people your way, right? You're a much, you know, it's more of an attraction rather than a promotion kind of a thing. So, um, so I regret having ever kind of divulged my alcoholic status and, and was being quote unquote honest with that shit. You know, I just think it was probably one of the worst things that I did for myself on a personal level as it came to, you know, my daily life, that kind of stuff. Have, Have you, have you ever come forward and said to others that you were alcoholic addict? 
Oh, of course. Um, I I think the most memorable. Yeah. So I learned this lesson the hard way. Um, Healthcare workers are judgmental, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, So I was at school and I was in, I was in a lab and I told uh, the professor in this lab, you know, I just like mentioned it and she looked at me stunned like as if I should have never spoken the words that I just did and she just like walked away from me and I was like oh okay so then um you know in my mental health class I was like oh this will be a great time for me to to like divulge this to someone who hopefully will understand and fortunately she did and she was like you know of course I'm not going to judge you and we all have our things that we go through and whatnot but just that feeling being in the presence of someone you're looking up to and them just turning on you because you shouldn't talk about that it's still very much stigmatized amongst healthcare workers, mental health is, and substance abuse. And it's a real problem for many people who work mm-hmm. in medicine. Um, and so I, I learned I really have to be careful with who I talk to about that um, because, you know, then they, they worry like, oh, well, if she has a problem with an addiction or an alcohol, is an alcoholic, you know, could she be taking narcotics? Should, could she be, she you stealing know, the, exactly the supply? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You got to keep track of her when she opens that door, boy. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I yeah. learned, I learned the hard way to keep my mouth shut in those instances, whatever I do in my personal life, um, is is one thing, but I can't let my personal life necessarily mix with my professional life. And sure. so, sure. um, I think there's a, a time and a place for it, you know, like the, the, um, where I work currently, we treat addicts and alcoholics and, um, some employees there are in recovery. And so I feel very much at home and like I can be completely open and honest mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. but that's a very unique situation I yes. think unless you're working in that type of environment where you're treating addiction like a rehab or you know and you're surrounded counseling. by everybody who understands that and who is like you know it's touched their lives in some form or yeah. fashion so they're all very familiar with it and it's you know or personal or otherwise and Mm -hmm. so that it's a very different scenario doing that stuff versus like you know you're working at walmart you know that's like Mm -hmm. a whole other ball game you know so but i mean am i being dishonest because i'm not divulging that i don't think so i think and is it going to cause me to relapse i don't think so i think i am like you said playing the game i am only giving the the information that I absolutely need to, um, to the people who need to hear it. Um, I don't need to tell everyone my life story because yeah, exactly. frankly, they don't give a fuck. Most they people really don't. don't. <laughs> Most people fucking don't. They don't yeah, like yeah, your friends, yeah. your friends and family. Cool. You don't have to mm-hmm. go much further than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, that's where I, you know, I, I wanted to, I guess it's kind of part of why that that's in here, you know, about talking, you know, um, you know, is 
is it can be detrimental and it can, whether you see it that way in the moment or not. And I used to really think differently about this topic. I was really adamant about, no, you got to step forward and like, you know, it's okay to say those things because how else are people going to reach you or, you know, or be reached or, you know, how else are you going to you know be of help or service and da, 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 you know, you need to be a beacon for those people, that kind of shit. And, um, and I, I think you can still be a beacon, but just in a much different, more discernible way and to where it doesn't cause you or anybody else around you any harm, you know. And that's the idea of that stuff is to be much more reserved and not necessarily, you know, shouting it from from the rooftops. Just kind of how that goes. And I think the longer, at least I should speak for myself, the longer I am sober, the less I feel the need to divulge everything about myself you know i'm i'm confident and comfortable with who i am and the people who need to know about my alcoholism do and if i decide it's appropriate to share with someone then i will um like there was a patient um who was telling me like how he had 30 days sober and all of that stuff but um that was one of the times where i'm like that's not appropriate for me to bring up any of that. Um, in fact, I rarely bring that up with anyone unless I feel like it's necessary to help them. Um, you know, I just, I was like, you know, I work with people in addiction and I think you're doing amazing, you know? So you don't have to tell people just because you feel connected in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but really uh, just, just your being actions, more reserved. Your actions in the moment will speak more for that, you know, mm-hmm. that you do honor that and that kind of stuff than yeah. anything, than any of your talk about your past in those moments. So yeah, I right. just, I, that's where I feel like, again, you could, you could do harm too, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, it, getting into a whole nother conversation or whatever it may be. So I think at that point, you know, you're doing your job, right? So that's yeah. the idea. Um, you know, and I, I, some of those things I um, I would neglect about, you know, because it's, it's like my identity or something. It's like, you know, why am I bringing my identity? It's just a job. It's, you know, why am I, why yeah. do I have to like do all that, you know? So I, there was a part of me in early recovery that would have, like, if I would have heard this conversation that I'm saying right now, I would have had the almost the complete opposite point of view five years ago. <laughs> I would have completely <laughs> felt differently about it. But so that's why I'm trying to you know bring that stuff up because I feel like that's a good transformation. You know, especially since we've been doing this podcast for five or six years, right? So as you go and you listen back, you'll hear the transformation that I've gone through even in like the last you know six years, and you know maybe that. Um, Maybe that will help to resolve. I guess that's the thing. I'm just being more open about like, yeah, you know, we do change. We do change our opinions. We do, you know, formulate different, um, um, you know, ways to go about recovery, you know, so as we go through it, which is what you were saying. Okay. So, so Chelsea, I think we beat this topic to death. I think we've chopped the head off the horse and put it in somebody's bed. I think we've, uh, what is that a saying? (laughs) Or did you just make that up? It's from like the Godfather. Yeah, you know, dude wakes up with a horse head. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I have not seen the Godfather. Uh, okay, yeah, you're gonna have to watch that purse. I think it was Godfather. Uh, anyway, 
So I think I think we beat this horse to death. Yeah, kicked a dead horse. You know that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have anything more to add on the topic? Are we uh, are we good? We're good on the topic. We just have our um, couple items of business. So and housekeeping. Yes, housekeeping. And, and housekeeping. I almost forgot about that. That was like, yeah, a whole thing. We've got, um, if you want to hear more about the 12 steps, check out season 2019, season two. Is that what it is? Season two, episode two. Yeah. Um, for the 12 steps. And then you can also listen to our episodes from last year, which is 2022, where we covered the living sober book. And the first episode was new beginnings. New Beginnings, it almost sounds like a treatment center in and of itself. <laughs> Come to New Beginnings. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of treatment centers called New Beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> like, new Beginnings Orlando, New Beginnings Montana, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we've yeah. got um, our the official meeting of SoberPod, the SOS meeting, Woo-hoo. which is um, Saturday afternoons at 4 p.m. Pacific. And then there's going to be a speaker like one time a month at that meeting. I think it's the end of every month. I think it's the end of every month on Saturdays. Uh, Okay. And so they're going to start to hopefully record those so so that we can then put them on SoberPod as like, you know, that that kind of a thing. And I guess, you know, you just got to get permission from the... uh, the speakers to do that stuff. So that'll be kind of fun. Get like a little sprinkle of a little speaker talk on our, on our podcast now and then that'll be that kind of cool, cool actually. Yeah. Yeah. So um, V's speaking... hooking all that stuff up. So th- thank you to V f- and, and, and Alan for, uh, for holding that meeting and holding that space. I was, I just, I was driving on Saturday and I was like, Oh, it's four o'clock. Um, Pacific standard time. And uh, so I, I, I zoomed in and, and while I was in rain, I was in a ton of traffic in the rain and I was just like, you know, just, I was on a meeting. It was pretty cool. So good stuff. Um, so with, with that, you're saying we'll post it to our member section. So if you want to become a member of soberpod.com, um, it's just $2 a month and, or $5 if you're if feeling like If you want to like be a baller. baller. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to go big. You want to be a player. And we've got um, our episodes here that we we um, have audio and video. So if you want to see what we look like, then you can go there. Um, and we've got blog posts and workbooks and all sorts of good shit on there. So you can also just donate if you're feeling like it um, and don't want to become a member. That's cool. And then back episodes on like Spotify, basically, and um, podcast, basically the podcast feed. You can go to Spotify. I think it's like a dollar a month for like mm. the, to get the back. So if you just want to get the back episodes on your podcast aggregator, you can go do that as well. So mm. you can just pay like a buck something like that so and then um two more things so you can join our private facebook group you just go to facebook.com slash groups slash sober pod uh we've got a small little community and we've got bang and bod phil who does his exercise class every saturday morning and um he's got a bang and bod so it'd be worth it to join just for that just some eye candy he did post something on essential oils 
uh, oh, on, on Silver Phil. Pod Live, and I was like, "And do you have anything, you know, for my, uh, for my?" Because <laughs> he had like it listed out. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, essential oils for like the you know, lavender. It it does this, and lemon mm-hmm. it does that, and then um, and then I had to comment, of course, like, "Do you have anything for my, you know, my manliness?" Oh my god! <laughs> I just think of like anytime someone brings up essential oils, there's this meme, and it's like lavender reduces stress, and it's this woman laying on a bed covered in lavender from like head to toe. Yeah, that's that's what I uh, associate with. Um, and go. then we have um, we are a part of the Fire Network. Carl, do you want to tell them about that? I do. The Fire Network is, uh, if you go to friendsinrecoverycommunity.org, you will find information. I believe it's going to be under, gosh, where is it going to be? It's going to be under, I don't know, you could find a link to it off of his uh, community resources or stuff like that. Um, so you can get listed there, basically, as part of, uh, you know, a part of the fire network so you can get your whatever it is so if you have a podcast or you have like a video series or you have i don't know maybe you have a radio show maybe i don't know maybe you're writing a book of 36 and 3600 sorry 366 fucking days sober maybe you're doing that and you want your book to be part of the fire network you can totally um do that and then have it appear on those things and it's basically where you know it's like-minded people who are uh wanting to share resources uh and help each other promote the their properties that's it sweet how does, how does that sound i think that sounds wonderful it would be I think nice if everything. people would actually want to do it though hey we had we someone reach out to us yeah a couple people yeah, it's, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes hey you just got to keep putting it out there you keep you know you keep you know it's it's persistence right you know mm-hmm. that's it dedication yeah. okay um so chelsea what do, what do you say to the kind people who are trying to stay sober this week uh, well, when you put it like that, <laughs> stay sober. And uh, Chelsea says deuces. And then Carl says stay active, stay sober, and see ya.